Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. We are so glad that you're here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the gifts. Thank you for the way that you guys love us. I know that gift was from the church today, but some of you guys have given us cards and text messages. And if you don't know anything about this 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 job or about this 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 responsibility that God's given us, uh, we run off the Holy Spirit and encouragement from you guys. Holy Spirit and encouragement. The Holy Spirit is forever present. But it's just nice. And anybody ever? This is nice to get a thank you. It's just nice to get hey hey we are, we appreciate you. And so I hopefully that. Um, that you guys encourage us. You guys do that all year long. This isn't like a pastor appreciation month. You guys are so, so, so thoughtful, and, and we're just so thankful for all the encouragement. But encourage somebody. Uh, don't let the only person you encourage be us. Let it be your neighbor. Let it be your, your, your mama, your daddy. I don't care who it is. Encourage somebody. Encourage somebody today. Maybe today will just be a visible expression for someone to see uh, that you should encourage somebody. Hey, you guys, last week, you guys, I don't know what will happen today, but last week on one Sunday, to, um, to Arise Ministry, you guys gave $6,000 last week, which is pretty cool. That is people getting fed, people getting um, an opportunity to get education. That is child care. You guys, we started some businesses, and this is even crazier. Um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways. Um, during the service, somebody gave to, they didn't give here at the church. They actually gave directly on their website, and so we gave 6000 in this building and arise during the services last week, they got another $10,000 gift from our church, which is so cool. Someone just said, God told me to do it, and I'm going to do it. And uh, we're about to go into generosity season where we learn how to, we learn how to be generosity. And so we're going to, part of our Heart for the House giving, which we give every year, it's, it's just part of what we do. We're going to give a part of what we bring into our Heart for the House offering um, to uh, their medical facility. And, um, and I just believe that God's not called us to store up a bunch of stuff. I was talking to a guy yesterday on the way back from the conference. He's like, man, I said, dude, looks like you guys are, like, things are going good for you guys. Look like you guys are going up and to the right. He goes, bro, it has been so long God's been blessing us, or things have been going really, really good. He didn't use say God was blessing us. It's been so long since things have been going good. He goes, I'm actually waiting for things to fall apart. And I'm like, man, you shouldn't think like that. You should be thankful that all God has given you. I said, well, if I were you, I'd make sure you give credit to where credit is due. Because God's given us everything. The Bible says he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. I was talking to another business owner that, uh, in a group that I was at. I said, how, how do you, man, God's blessing your business. Like, what do you do for marketing? He goes, for marketing, I just pray and ask God to bring us the business. And uh, God just brings us the business. There is no huge marketing budget. Like, it really is a, it really is a, it really is a faith, faith business. I want to preach to you guys today if I can. This is our last, maybe this is our last installment of our battle series. This is the longest series we've ever been through. I think we've been six or seven weeks. Somebody else may preach on it next week. But I just believe that this is the last one I have for you on this battle. I really feel like God said, hey, don't stop. Don't stop yet. Like, go, go one more week. And so we've gotten all these battle pieces on. We've got our feet ready. we got our shins ready. we got our belt on. we got our breastplate of righteousness on. we got our helmet on. we got our sword of the spear. Really, this series should have been called Read Your Bible. Because the Bible is all, you learn about all those pieces of the equipment. You learn all of them from God's word. And so I hopefully, we could just call it God's word. But I really believe that this one is, is, is one more that I feel like you, you need to get this one more lesson in your system. And uh, maybe again, we'll go again next week. But we've learned our memory verse class. 
How many of you guys grew up in Sunday school? All the real Christians just raised their hand. Come on. We need to start. Chris, can we start Sunday school for the adults? Let's <laughs> send some of these guys. Some of y'all need to come next week at 8, at 8 a.m. Chris is going to teach a Sunday school class. He loves to teach and to talk and to, to talk and to teach. A lot of talking. <laughs> Uh, you're supposed to, one of our core values is encouragement. We're encouraged. So he loves to teach. He loves to teach. And, um, but we've learned this Bible verse this month, and hopefully you've got it in your system. Psalms 18, verse 39, at least you have the gist of it. The Bible says this, you have armed me with strength for the battle. You've armed me. You've given me this full armor of God. You've given me the strength for the battle. And here's what he says. You have, God says, you've subdued my enemies underneath my feet. Speaking of feet. Uh, I would like to let you guys know the Warrior Conference went great, and Hope Church brought back the three-on-three champions of the... I mean, we grew spiritually, but we also, there was a physical battle involved, and so we won that. My wife uh, called Diana that day, and I was, she's like, how did God say, baby, it was awesome. She's like, did you, man, it was like super spiritual breakthrough. Like, she's asking me, like, all these spiritual questions. I'm like, no, we won the tournament. We won the, we won the tournament. <laughs> Darren won. Anybody ever heard of the game called Frizznock? Sounds like a cuss word, I know. Some of you guys, Darren won the championship for Frisnock. <laughs> we learned a lot about Jesus. I swear to goodness we did. But those are just some of the highlights. There are a lot of breakthrough. I believe God's gonna, what God's going to do in the days ahead. So in, in, Acts, in Ephesians chapter 6, the Bible has given us all these pieces of the armor. He tells us, hey, put on this piece, put on this piece, put on this piece, put on this piece, put on this piece. Put on this piece, and at the very end, you'll be able to stand on your two feet. And then he says here in the very last part of that, he goes here, here's what I want you guys to do. After you have all the armor on, don't forget to pray. He says, pray in the spirit, however you interpret that, with the spirit, in the spirit, alongside the Holy Spirit, when you pray to the Holy Spirit, the Bible says he petitions for us, pray in the spirit at all times and in every occasion. Pastor West, I don't know, I, I can't pray while my boss is talking to me. Maybe you should pray before your boss starts talking to you. Pastor West, I can't get a word in when my wife is talking to me or my husband is talking to me. Maybe you got to pray right before you have that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like you ought to pray before, you ought to pray during, and you ought to pray after. I was praying for my food one time. My buddy goes, you pray for your food? I was like, yeah, why not? He goes, he goes that's just vain repetition. I go, not for me. I said, I've, I've traveled the world. I've seen people not have food. I've seen, I've met the people who live on less than a dollar a day. I'm truly thankful for every meal that I've been given because everyone don't have three meals a day. Or if you're my kids, 18 meals a day. You got three meals and six snacks in between each of them, you know? Like every, every minute, snack time. I'm like, dude, it ain't snack time. You just had snack number two, dad. He says, you gotta be praying all the time and in every occasion. And then he goes, and be careful Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Don't just pray for yourself. This is imperative. You can't just pray for yourself all the time. You've got to pray for somebody else. You've got to pray for someone. You know, Dinah's little, uh, Dinah's little sister just had this baby. Pray for, pray for somebody else, a little three-pound, ten-ounce baby, ten weeks early. Pray for somebody else. Pray for someone that you know that can't have a child. Pray for someone that you know, you know, you, when, you get, when your situation is tough, pray for somebody else's situation. People ask us for prayer requests all the time. Quit praying for just yourself. Pray all the time, but pray for the people. It'll make you realize you got it better than you think that you do. I don't know if you know this or not. 
But someone would love to have your bad day. Someone would love to have your bad day. You should have put in there, you should have slid in there somewhere. Paul did a good job, but he should have slid somewhere in that verse and quit comparing with each other. So can I read, can I read to you guys today about a, about a bad day for two different people? And one story, can I read you about a bad day? Because bad days happen. Eloy said to me, one of our trustees, he goes, hey, I'm, we went to, he's like, hey, can I take you to lunch? He goes, I really feel bad for you. And I was like, why? He said, because you preached a series called Battle. He goes, I know you've been in a battle for eight weeks. I go, it has been a long eight weeks. I got to the conference the first day. And then <laughs> I got to the conference first day, hung out with some of our guys, and got there at night. And Joey goes, where have you been? I go, I'm on vacation, bro. I'm on vacation. I'm not worried about any, any of the battles I got going on. I'm putting, those on the, I'm putting those on the side burner. I'm going to catch a break. I'm coming just to get, get what all that God has, what God, all that God has for me. And so he says here, so here's the, here's the Apostle Paul. He writes two-thirds of the New Testament. What an incredible story we're going to read for you guys today. And here's what I believe. In this passage of Scripture, you can see that the Apostle Paul hide on every piece of the armor of God in one passage of Scripture. We're going to find out today that this is 100%, this full armor, it's 100% battle-tested. If you're going to get some help from somebody, you want somebody who's got some, some chinks in their armor, some scratches on their shield. Their shoes are a little bit beat up. They're a little bit worried. You want someone who's gone through it. If you're going to go through with somebody, you don't want a brand new person to go through with. When these kids walk out of our church on Sunday morning, I'm very thankful when they encourage you, Pastor West, what a good message. What I've learned when an 18-year-old kid or a 15-year-old kid walks out and says good message, they could just be saying this, Pastor West, I really liked your shoes. But when someone who's 40, 50, <clears throat> 60, you don't really have any much after that. But when someone older walks out to me and goes, hey, Pastor Wes, that really ministered to me. When Rachel, who's 57 years old, goes, hey, I came to this church. I really didn't think I could get a lot from a young whippersnapper like you. I want to let you know you really are encouraging me. You really are inspiring me. The, Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible says my job, this church's job, is to encourage and equip you. She goes, I really feel like you're encouraging, you're equipping me for the battle. I feel better about that when someone who's gone through some stuff. The Apostle Paul has gone through some stuff so we can stand with some authority. Ephesians chapter, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 6, he tells us to put on the whole armor of God. We're going to see in Acts chapter 16 where these guys, the Apostle Paul included, these guys had on the whole armor of God. Acts chapter 16, verse 16, men in here today who came from armor, came from armor, who came from the warrior conference, take some notes. Note takers go to heaven. Acts chapter 16, verse 16, one day as we were going down into the place of prayer, just going to church, we met a demon-possessed slave girl. We can relate to it. Just going to church, and sometimes when you go to church, I mean, how many of you guys have noticed in here today, sometimes when you go to church, that's, that's when the demon possesses your children. Anybody? It comes in the form, I don't want to wear that. If you want to be a good parent, just say, I don't care, wear whatever you want to wear. That's what I do. I'm just glad you're here. They say, I don't want, I don't want that. On, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, my kids are like, I don't want breakfast. I'm like, I don't care, starve. Mom, the good mom's here is like, you gotta eat something, sweetie. Little little Timmy, you gotta eat. It's the most important meal of the day. I'm like, well, apparently it was last night because they ain't having breakfast today. Well, mom would get us breakfast. I ain't your mama. You know what I'm saying? So they're just going down there. That's for some parenting here today who just needed some help. They're going to church. They're going to the house of prayer. A demon-possessed slave girl came up. She was a fortunate. She was a fortune teller. She earned a lot of money for her masters. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, "These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you 
how to be saved. A demon person is telling people how to be saved. I do not know why Christians aren't walking around with the helmet of salvation telling everyone about Jesus, but there's demons out there telling these guys, hey, these guys are going to tell you how to follow Jesus. A demon person is prophesying. A demon person is sharing the good news, and we got Christians who won't share the good news. Oh, Pastor Wes, don't preach hard yet. Give us a good illustration to make us laugh a little bit. The laughing's over. <laughs> this is just real talk here. He goes, these men, they're servants. If you're following Jesus, you have the armor of God on you. You're sharing the gospel. You have the helmet of salvation on you. You have the, the shoes of peace on you. You have the breastplate of righteousness. You have the belt. If you do that, people are going to start saying, hey, he's a Christian. She's a follower of Jesus. Hey, you're str- that person at work, you'll find out. You, your boss may be really, really hard on you, but someone walks into their office and goes, man, they're trying to, their, their boss is trying to, their, their, their boss is talking to another coworker. That coworker is saying they're struggling. You know that co- if you're living the right life, you know what that boss is going to say? You know what? I'm not a Christian, but go talk to Justin. Go talk to Mike. Go talk to that guy. Go, that guy, you can, he's a Christian. Like, she's a Christian. Go, go talk to her. Go talk to Tanya. Go, go talk to them. That's what your, your boss is going to say. Your boss ain't, ain't going to point your coworkers to Christ, but if they know you're pointing people to Christ, they're going to say, hey, go to them. Go talk to them. wonder what kind of follower of Jesus you are. So verse 18 goes, this, this went on day after day. Paul got exasperated. We know what that's like, moms and dads, when you have kids. And he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. Verse 19, her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and they dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city was in an uproar because of these Jews. She shouted to the city officials, they are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. They were just sharing the gospel. They're just sharing the good news. They're just walking around, full armor of God, doing, they're just sharing the sword of the spirit. They're just out there just preaching and talking about Jesus. That's all they were doing. Or maybe they weren't talking, these guys were, but maybe you don't have to always have your mouth open, but people are watching you by your lifestyle. Your lifestyle preaches louder than your words. The world is not looking for more Christians to share the good news with their mouth. The world is looking for more Christians to start acting like Christians. Come on, anybody believe me today? Let's act like Christians. Let's not say we're Christians. If you're walking around with a Christian t-shirt on that says you love Jesus, then you've got to love Jesus. If, you're, if, you're, if your sweatshirt says that Jesus is dope, don't be acting like a dope. That's for someone here that has that, that sweatshirt. I wasn't allowed to get it. Someone told me it was a little bit sacrilegious. But you can wear it if you want to. I just wasn't allowed to. I mean, I wanted to. <laughs> Someone's going to go home and burn their sweatshirt. Don't do that. It's a good conversation starter. I was, just wasn't allowed to get it. I, I wanted that sweatshirt. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So they throw him in jail. Verse 22, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officials. They ordered them stripped down and beaten with rods. I don't know what kind of persecution you're going through, what kind of battle you're going through, but this is a battle here. I mean, to be flogged, to take, they'd rip your clothes off, they'd soak a bamboo stick about an inch thick, they soak it in water so it has a little, bit of, a, little bit, a little bit of torque on it, and they swing back. I don't know if anybody in here been spanked before. Come on, you ain't been spanked like this before. My dad would spank me with the belt. He didn't care which end he was swinging. All y'all Spanish people in here, you got that chancleta side of your face. You just, your mom don't care. Come here, little Timmy. You're going to get in timeout. We got knocked out. 
where I, where, the way I grew up. And look how normal I turned out. Some of y'all need to institute this ASAP. Mom, why? Because in Acts 16, they, they beat them. That's why we did it. Just tell you, make sure you give them chapter and verse. Come on, this is a chapter and verse church. 23, and they were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer, yeah, I'm out at that point. Yeah, there's, you guys are thrown. There's when the timeout came in. Yeah, the jailer was ordered to make sure that they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon, and he clamped their feet in the stocks. I mean, like, you're not going to get out of here. We're going to make you pay. You've messed up our economic system. You're sharing the gospel too much. You're going against the Roman government. You are going against, you're going against, you're going against this person. You're going against this person. You're going against this person. And you're, and you're going, you're really just going for God. Did you know this? You don't have to have a long, you, this is freebie today for someone here today. You don't have to have a lot, you don't have to have a list of a long, a long list of things that you're against. But you, you can have a short list of, the, of someone that you're for. And when people know what you're for, they'll figure out what you're against. If you're for Jesus, I don't have to tell you how to vote. But if I teach you how to have a biblical worldview, you're going, to know, you're going to learn how to do that right away. I don't have to teach you how to be a good citizen, if I, but if, I, if, I, if, I, if you read the Bible, I don't have to teach you, you can teach yourself. But if you open up the Bible and you get a biblical worldview, I, when I prayed for my kids, when I prayed for my kids, I'm like, God, help them be leaders. Help them, help them to live out what they learn in kids' church today. If they go live that out, they're going to, they're going to do the right thing. One thing you'll notice with me, you'll never hear me say, and hopefully you'll never do this to my kids. I never say my kids, we don't do that because we're pastor's kids. We don't do that because we, f we fear God. We follow Jesus. The standard is the same for your kids as the standard is for my kids. Just felt like getting that out in this, this uh, pastor appreciation day. <clears throat> they need to follow Jesus. You, I'm going to encourage your kids to follow Jesus. You encourage my kids to follow Jesus. That's what we ought to be doing it with, for each other. And so here he says here, the story gets a little bit better, kind of, then it gets bad again. Around midnight, Paul and Silas, they were praying and they were singing hymns to God. That's a good way to battle. That's a good way to battle. Both of our worship leaders today, if they were to get up here and talk about their battles, both of them would tell you in their greatest battles that they've worshipped Jesus. Their hardest days. And some of their hardest days have been harder than some of your hardest days. And some of your hardest days have been harder than their hardest days. But both of them... In their worst days, I've known both of them long enough, and I've known them in their worst and their toughest seasons. And both of them in their most toughest battle seasons, they, both of them are sharing, and I've been sharing with both of these guys, worship songs. We don't say that because it sounds good. We don't say, hey, we got, this is how I fight my battles, this is how I fight. We don't say that because it sounds good. We fight our battles with praise and worship because we see the Apostle Paul going, we got to pray and we got to worship. And around midnight, Paul and Silas, they were praying and they were singing. Sometimes I got, I'm trying to, hey, we got to pray, we got to pray, we got to pray. But some of y'all got to sing. You don't, have to, you don't have to sing good in your car by yourself. <laughs> this morning, speaking of singing, my alarm clock goes off-ish. There's a little grace there. Tyler wakes up, and Dinah goes, what is going on? Tyler, these guys, they live, Tyler, who lived with us, he, that's Dinah's cousin, they live in Gainesville. God's country, you know what I'm saying? Florida Gators. Basketball team, the basketball team. <laughs> That's wrong. This, this week's our week. We're going to get surprised this week. Everyone, the whole country is going to be shocked this week. I'm just declaring that and prophesying that in the name of Jesus. The whole country is going to be shocked this week. None of you guys are Gator fans, so it doesn't really matter except for a few of us. But we wake up, and Tyler has this, this playlist on as loud as his phone can go. I, it sounds like he hooked up a Bluetooth speaker to it, to be completely honest with you. I'm like, this, this guy's going in. 
This guy's worshiping early. So the Bible says that they did that around midnight. They're praying, they're singing hymns of God because they're in a battle. And then verse 26 says this. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open. The chains of every prisoner fell off. Good news. Verse 27. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed that the prisoners had escaped because if you were in prison and there was an earthquake and everything fell off, the chains, the shackles fell off, you'd run away too. So he drew his sword and he went to go kill himself. Because if he let those guys get out, they, he was going to die. So he was going to take his own life. Verse 28. But Paul shouts him, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't kill yourself. We are here. The jailer called for the lights, and he ran to the dungeon, and he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out, and he asked them, what must I do to be saved? Because only a Christian is not going to run away. It's basically what he's going, he's what he's saying. These guys all bailed out, they took off running. And I just know too many Christians that are running away from the battle that God's called you to finish. Some of you guys got to run away from some battles. Some of you guys need to run to some battles. You're running away from them. So he says here, what must I do to be saved? This story is really, really beautiful. If you have the armor of God on, it gets better. Verse 31, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you can be saved and your whole entire household. Some of you guys have come to this church. You've given your life to Christ and you've gotten saved and you've taken the gospel to your house and your whole household's gotten saved. That's how it works. Verse 32, and then they shared the word of the Lord with him. By the way, I just feel like God told me to tell you, your, your, your family, your kids, they're watching you guys. And you guys are a light. And it is a battle. And you, I know you're wondering what I'm wondering. Why wouldn't everybody want to follow Jesus? But I want to prophesy over you today. They're going to come to know Christ because they're watching you. I want to prophesy. She's in my group. I want to share that with you too. God is letting me tell you today. You keep on being a light. Keep on being a light. And your whole house can come to know the Lord. They're watching you. They're watching you. Justin, that goes for you and that goes for me as much as we don't like our, we don't always like our situations, but your family, they're watching you. They're watching you. I know sometimes, to be honest, it, to be honest with you, it would be nice for us just to be watching our family members follow Jesus, but some of us, our family members, they're not watching Jesus, and they're watching us to see what we're going to do and what we're going to say and how we're going to respond. Matt came to church every week without his mom, without his dad. You know what? His mom and dad are here. They, they were watching him, but now... There are people watching Lance and Sarah, and they're leading by example. So verse 32, and they share the word of the Lord with them, and with all, the whole entire house got saved. Verse 33, and even at the hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. The guy that beat them is now the guy that's washing the wounds. Arise ministry. They share with us that genocide that happened there in Rwanda. The, the guys that did the terrible things to their family members, the prisoners, all those, these people are now, they're arise, they're teaching them restoration. They're serving the people that killed their family members. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't know if I could do that. Verse 33, even at that hour, the night the jailer was caring for their wounds, then he and everyone in his household, they were immediately baptized. He brought them into his house and he set a meal before them and he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. In your darkest days, in your toughest battles, there still can be breakthrough. In your darkest days, your toughest battles, there still can be victory. There still can be salvation. There still can be healing. There still can be restoration. 
All those things can happen in your toughest days. I don't know if I like this idea God gives his toughest battles to his strongest warriors. I don't know if I like that. If that's true, I don't want to be one of his toughest, his toughest, his toughest warriors. Church, we're all going through a battle. Everyone's going through a battle. You know what I learned this past week in my Bible study with the guys my, with my men's group? By the way, everyone needs a pastor. Every pastor needs a pastor. Everyone needs someone they can share their story with. I'm trying to get our guys to share their story better. I've been telling our guys, you got to share your story. One of our guys shared a story yesterday at the men's conference. Another guy night before shared a story. So many guys are sharing their story. Justin shared his story in a community group. And, and when you share your story, it helps other people get set free. The Apostle Paul was just living it out. Just living it out. Just living it out. Just living it out. In your toughest battles, there still could be breakthrough. So um, I want to give an illustration, then I want to give my three points. Okay, Diana? It's pastor appreciation. Give me some grace here. I'm kidding. When I went to the gym, um, when I started, I started CrossFit, my journey in CrossFit like four years ago. And they give you this jump rope. Yeah, they don't get you, don't give you one. I bought this one. But you, they do a lot of jump roping in CrossFit. This one gets used a lot. You can tell. This thing is experienced. This thing's battle tested. It'll be good, Whitney, I promise. It'll just take me a little bit longer to get there. And they, they teach you how to, they want you to jump because cardio, get your heart rate up. And a lot of times it's a, it's a warm-up exercise. And how many of you guys can do a jump rope? How many of you guys can do a jump rope? Yeah, a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys can do, you can do a jump rope. It's not that hard, right? But for some people, there is a coordination thing. And it's, it's not because you're white that you can't do it. It's just a coordination thing. I've seen black people not be able to do a jump rope. It's just a coordination thing. Molly, that was funny. And that was for you, Molly. really not that hard but I, I was new to CrossFit and I walked into the gym and I saw Whitney with a jump rope she goes to this church and Whitney's jump ropes were so much better than mine I'm gonna show you what hers look like because I was new to CrossFit I had no idea I'm gonna show you what Whitney's jump, jump ropes look like okay now mind you I could do different things with this jump rope You guys, it, it's a little bit different with this. This is called a speed rope. Let me show you what Whitney's, Whitney's jump rope looked like. There's a thing in CrossFit. It's called a double under. And I saw Whitney do it. I saw the other guys do it. I'm like, I'll never be able to do that. It looks way too hard. I'm going to do my best <laughs> to show you what it looks like, okay? It's supposed to, the jump rope is supposed to, now again, this one's rusty, okay? It's, if this doesn't, this illustration doesn't work, it's the jump rope, Diana. It's rusty. It's got some kinks. So this is what it, this is called a double under. It's supposed to do, instead of one, one revolution around your body, it's supposed to do two revolutions around your body. I'm 40 years old, all right? So this, this is a little bit harder than it. When I was 39, this made more sense. I'm going to regret this illustration, but I'm going to just for you guys. 
But I couldn't do that the very first time. But now, my record with those, with those double unders, my record now is 55 in a row. It's easier with tennis shoes on, all the things. I'm gonna try one more time, see if I can string something together. And I thought I was doing really good with those. But now they're telling me. Come on, right, shake metaphor right now. They're, they're, they're talking about in this CrossFit world that that's not the standard anymore. They're potentially going to make it a triple under. Is that right? They talk about that, right? This microphone got heavy. And I can't. He's in it every day. I'm a good CrossFitter. I go at least once a week. And he goes once a day. It's funny because when, I'm, when I'm, I walk on Monday mornings, because it's easier than a double under. And, um, and as I'm walking, Jonathan will text me. Dude, walk your butt to the gym. <laughs> so here's the, here's the three things really quick. You guys can come, Diana. I thought to myself, if I can preach this message a little bit winded, it'll prove to you that we all go through battles. And you get winded sometimes. And you get tired sometimes. But here's what I want to encourage you today. Some of you guys, if you're in a battle, I feel like this might be the most, this is, one of the most important messages, but here's the deal. If you're in a battle today, I want to, or if you have, a, you're, the enemy's coming after you, here's what I want to encourage you. Just, I'm going to give you three Ps really quick because you can memorize this. Pause for a moment. Pause for a moment. Just pause for a moment. The Apostle Paul stopped. And here's the deal. Some of you guys in here today, you've been paused for a long time. It's not really a pause. It's more of a sit down and give up and be defeated. I walked in the gym and I was like, dang, I can't do those. And, I, and when I was learning, I would do one, and then I would do a single, and then I would do a double. And then when I would get mad, and I would toss my, my rope down, I'd go, I can't do this. And I would stop. But if you stop, you'll never, ever get to the other side. You've got to pause for just a moment. Just pause for just a moment. Because what it allow you to do, it allow you to observe your situation and see what's going around you guys. And I know bad things happen to you guys. And I know difficulty happens to you guys. Hey, I, bad things happen to me. You want, you, want, you want to know what's really discouraging? When you wake up at 6.30 in the morning to an email telling you, hey, thanks so much for all you did for my family. Thanks for the opportunity. All those things. But we're done. We're, we're canceling you. Being canceled sucks. Don't post that because that's a bad word. But that's tiring. And I could be like, oh, shoot, i got to walk in the dining room this for the first time. I'm, like, I'm not going to discourage her today, but I just feel like the Holy Spirit has told me to tell her now. But it's easier if I tell her in front of you guys. But, like, I, I didn't go and say, hey, she's like, are you good? I said, I'm great. It's amazing. That gets old. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for baptizing me. Thanks for putting my marriage back together. Thanks for the restoration. We're going to go somewhere else. Thanks for putting all the hard work in us. We're going to go down the road. Hey, we're thinking about canceling you. We're not sure yet. We're going to let you know in five days. That gets old. But if I just said, you know what, I'm done with church. And just through it, 
we wouldn't be here today. There wouldn't be 137 of you guys in here today. There won't be 137 in the second service. I, I would, I'm not going to stop. But you pause for a moment so you can realize that, Wes, it ain't about you. You ain't the only church in this city. You ain't the only pastor. God remind me this morning, you didn't, you didn't do anything. It's the Holy Spirit. He's like, but I helped. He's like, I don't care. Put your hand down. <laughs> you just pause for a moment. Here's the second thing. Then you got to pray for a season. Praying for a that, that, this is you got to make sure you get these words. This, you got to listen really good. I'm not very smart, but this, if you just pause for a moment, I would stop with a jump rope and be like, okay, I can do this. I can do 10, and I can do 20. I quit throwing my jump rope down. I threw it down, by the way. I, I couldn't do it as good as she and some of these other guys. And I threw the round. I quit doing double arms for two years. It's ridiculous, right? And I was like, I'm just going to pick it up and try it again. You pray, you, you pause for a moment, but then you pray for a season. So here's the word, the season is important. Some of you guys right now, you're in a battle season. And you've got to pray yourself all the way through it. And here's the, I wish I could tell you how long you're going to do it for. But when you pray, here's what it does. Um, it does something important. I wrote it down. When you pray, it reminds you. When you pray, it reminds you that you're not in control. God is. You're not in control. When you pray, it reminds you that it ain't all about you. And that it ain't your church. And it ain't your kids. It's God's kids. It's God's church. It's God's finances. It reminds you. The relationship's not yours. It's God's relationship. It reminds you. Prayers are great reminders. It's not all about you. You stop for, you pause for a, just a second, just for a moment, and you go, okay, don't freak out. Paul and those guys, some of those other guys, they took off and ran, but not Paul because Paul had the battle gear on. So Paul goes, hey, guys, stop for a second. Let's assess the situation. You saw what the guy who did, who wasn't a believer, the armed guy, he takes his sword out, and he's about to stab himself in the stomach because he wasn't a believer. Believers, when you go through trauma, you got to pause for just a second, and then you got to pray for a season. And just by the way, sometimes your season happens to be four years. Sometimes your season happens to be a lot longer than you wish. Sometimes the season you're going to be in there for a really, 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 really long time. You just pray for a season. You pray for a season. And then here's the third thing. You praise God always. Not just sometimes. I woke up today and I was like, I'm going to go praise the Lord. Come on. Anybody thankful today? I just went over, I'm going to go, I just, I put my phone down and I just started singing the music that was all the way in the bathroom, waking up my whole entire house. I just started praising God always because I realized it's not about me, it's not about what I think. I'm going to praise God because he's worthy of all the praise. And in my darkest days, I'm just going to start praising. Anybody want to praise God with me? Come on, can we just stand to our feet today and let's just praise God. Let's just, let's just keep giving God, let's thank him. Let's thank him that you're not where you used to be. Let's thank him that you're going you're gonna to be where you want to be. Come on, let's thank him and let's lift those words up. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.